finish this phrase. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. That's the gist of what I'll be talking about this morning. It just seems like we live in a culture and in a world in which everything could be better. <clears throat> Everywhere we look, there are claims of new, improved. Everything is 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. goes on and on. There seems to be an insatiable desire for improvement, for advancement, for progress. Even in relationships, even in our values, our morality, our beliefs, we live in a culture that just seems so bent on changing with the intent of improving. And we know that some of these advancements, some of these improvements, of course, are beneficial. We, we think of advances in healthcare, which are so important, and, and advances in, in some technology that improve our lives. But we also know that some of these improvements really are not improvements at all. Have you bought an appliance lately? <laughs> appliance people are so candid about the fact that it looks cool, but it's not as good as the old ones. They'll tell you that. They just aren't as good. They don't make them as well as they used to. Not all improvements are what they suggest they are. And the fact of the matter is, if we're really honest, there are some things that are perfect. Right? I'm the wrong guy to talk about this, but I know some of you have the perfect tool for the job. Right? It's perfect. It's just exact. You wouldn't want to improve it. There's no advancement. There's no, you know, nothing needed to make it any better. No tweaking required. It's perfect. Your mother's chocolate cake? Perfect. Relationships? Perfect. Why would I want anything else? Since its birth 2,000 years ago, the gospel of Jesus Christ has been under pressure to improve. Ever thought about that? The gospel of Jesus Christ has been under pressure to improve. Not so much, and, and this has been true too, there have been movements in our world that have tried to obliterate the gospel. But I find the scarier thing is that the gospel has been under pressure to be tweaked, to be updated, to be modernized, to be uh, contemporized. Scripture teaches us that the gospel is perfect. 
It doesn't need to change. It doesn't need improvements. In fact, any tweaking with it is only going to take from it. It's perfection. James said these words, But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, do you know what that is? That's the gospel. The perfect law that brings freedom. And continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. The author of Hebrews, who we've been studying, or his words that we've been studying this year. And as he gets to this 13th chapter, which is a long list of exhortations, as though he's kind of run out of time, he's just squeezing as much knowledge, as much wisdom in as he can before he runs out of space on the paper. He's trying to tell his readers to be true to the gospel, because it is perfect. It doesn't need any changes. We read in Hebrews 13, verse 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange te teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. This is a call to fidelity. This is a call to being faithful to the true gospel that was preached to us by those guys and look at the power of it in their lives and how it changed them. Consider how it changed your life and the power of it. It's a call to fidelity. This is the gospel. The good news. That Jesus Christ died to pay the penalty for our sin so that we might become the children of God through faith alone and in Christ alone. Two very important statements. Through faith alone, in Christ alone. You see, heresy is a call for improvement. It's a call for tweaking. It's a call for advancement. Heresy is not a call to get rid of. It is, the gospel is good, but could be better. It's not quite sufficient. It needs to be improved upon. So heresy is any version of the gospel that includes anything other than salvation by faith in the grace of God alone. Notice that statement. Anything other than salvation by faith and in the grace of God alone. We're eliminated from that equation. We, as soon as we start to manipulate or tweak or change or add to, we are heretics. 
And we are taking away from the perfect gospel, which needs no adjustments. So the writer of Hebrews is imploring his readers to remember the word of God that radically changed their reality and to resist those who would try to add to the very simple message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul had to deal with this a lot. This, this seeming need to add to the gospel. Not dealing with people who are trying to eradicate the gospel, but we're saying that it was insufficient. One of the places that he had to deal with this significantly was in Galatia. And in his letter to the Galatians, he wrote these words, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. You see, there were those in that church and those coming from the outside with strange teachings. The improvement that they were trying to bring to the gospel was to not forget where we have come from. To not throw away the works of the law. The do's, the don'ts of the law. So it was to say the gospel is, is good, but if you really want to be right with God, you need to do a bunch of the stuff that is where we came from. The law, the, the to-do lists. And then it'll be perfect. And so there were people trying to influence the people in Galatia, the church in Galatia, to accept the gospel, yes, but to also add to the gospel by adding some of the traditions, he calls it slavery, of the law, the do's and the don'ts, add to it stuff like eating certain kinds of foods, stuff like celebrating certain festivals, stuff like having your children circumcised, stuff like that. He was saying, they were saying, we, 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 we can't throw out the baby with the bathwater by accepting this gospel, which is based on faith in Christ alone. We need to hold on to some stuff. This is what he says, the Apostle Paul, in writing to the Galatians, chapter 1, verse 6. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion or trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Once again, they were trying to encourage the Galatians, these false teachers, that they needed to include the festivals, the, the foods, the, the rights of Judaism. 
Well, Paul denounces this. And he says these words, a person is not made right with Christ or justified or made righteous or saved, whatever words you want to use. A person is not saved by the works of the law, by the, that long list of to-dos that depends on human effort, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, but because of the works of the law, no one, or by the works of the law, no one will be justified. You did not become a Christian so that you could do stuff to make yourself acceptable to God. If you truly are a Christian, you're a Christian because you realize there's nothing you can do to make things right with God. The only thing you can do has really not much to do with you is just to accept the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Now some of you are saying, well, that's interesting, Tim. Some of you are saying, that's not even interesting, Tim. <laughs> But totally, it's totally irrelevant to me. I've never been told to eat certain ceremonial foods. I've never been told to, to practice Jewish festivals. Though I, as a pastor, I've been under pressure, not in this church, from other churches. Another church. To start pr practicing certain Jewish festivals. We didn't do that. I've never been under the pressure to, to, you know, circumcise the boys. And I never have either. Like, I've never had that, but I am keenly aware that in this day that there are forces within the Christian church that are trying to improve the gospel. They're, they're, they're trying to evolve with the culture. They're trying to contemporize the gospel. Adjust it to the new reality. This is the gospel. The four. The gospel in four simple truths. The heart. There's a God who loves you. And he created you. The division. We've been separated from God by our sins. The cross. God the Son, Jesus Christ, paid the penalty for the sins that we committed that separated us from God. The question, what will you do with the truth? With this truth. The gospel in four simple statements. Here's some of the heresy that are bearing on those four simple statements. The Christian God is the same as the Muslim God, is the same as the Buddhist God, is the same as the Hindu gods. All of them are one God. 
That's heresy. Division. We've been separated from God by our sins. Well, sin is open for debate. Sin really is what we as a society deem acceptable and unacceptable. We determine what sin is. Jesus Christ, awesome teacher, amazing man, so misunderstood. I patterned my life after him. But not God. His death on the cross, it's just a human tragedy. It has nothing to do with my reality. Question. Well, there are many paths to God. Don't make it so, so black and white. Don't talk about a narrow path and a wide path. Don't talk about very few will enter the kingdom of God. Don't, don't talk like that. Because we all choose a path. And it's all acceptable to God. If, if we're just trying, it's good enough. These are the heresies that are in the world. But they're in this church, and they're like in any church. And there are pressures to change the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe God is still calling his people to fidelity. To remain true to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That there is one God who created us and loves us. That man rebelled against God. Essentially saying, I will determine my life, not you, God. Jesus Christ, God himself, came and lived and died and rose again so that the justice of God would be met and my sins would be dealt with and I could be in right relationship with God. And there is a question. If this is a truth, if this is the singular truth, you have to decide for or against it. That's the gospel. We are being called to fidelity in our culture which is trying to change the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13, again, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It's good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. In other words, it's God's gift. You can't earn it. Not by earning it, by eating ceremonial foods. It has no benefit for you. 
We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. Complicated, but we've talked about it in Hebrews, and I won't go there. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great plan, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you went out of your way to save us. We humbly accept that we are at fault, that yet we have rebelled against you, that we have sinned, and we graciously accept that Jesus Christ is the answer. Help us, Lord Jesus, to stay true to the gospel of Jesus Christ.